Welcome to Game Changer. I'm David Villa. I'm here with Diana. How are you today? I am wonderful. This is the day the Lord has made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. That's a declaration that we should make every day is that it's a day that he's made and declare that his goodness is going before you. His provision is there for you and inviting him in to lead you. I, I can say that I'm guilty at times to starting my day, maybe even grumbling a little bit, but um, forgetting to invite him in on the, the level that he wants to be in it. And that's in everything. And so I invite you right now, if you haven't done it yet, invite him in your day. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's imperative. You know, like you said, Psalms 118, 24 says, this is the day the Lord has made. And, you know, I can't imagine starting a day, you know, with without him. You know, it's been a long time since I've had to start a day without the Lord, you know, as, you know, in my, in my life. Now, I start many days, you know, I start many days without you know, in the wrong perspective. I start many days in the wrong point of view, you know, having the wrong point of view or in the wrong mindset. And uh, that's why Philippians, you know, talks about, you know, it gives us a set of things to to dwell on, you know. And I think it's important because God kn- God knows the important, and he knew the importance of our mindset and how we could kind of go into a day. So there's been plenty of days I get up and I'm not, you know, I don't have God at the the forefront or maybe he's, maybe I'm not following his direction completely. Or, you know, it's like, it's kind of one of these things where if you take your car, you know, and um, unless you, unless you drive a dirt bike around, you know, you take your vehicle that's made for on-road driving primarily and, you know, you, you drive it on a paved road, but then you're constantly driving with two wheels into the ditch or two wheels off the road. I mean, it's not going to last that long, right? Things are going to get worn out. And, I thought uh, more about, you know, if someone knocks on your door and you open it and there's a difference saying acknowledging that they're there or inviting them in. You know, I think it's, we all, you know, especially as a believer, you acknowledge, you know, he's there, but are we inviting him in? There's a difference. Are we keeping him on, on the outskirts because we really don't want him to come in and, and, and do the work that he wants to do. We want to make sure that, hey, that form, mm-hmm. like, there he is, but are we inviting him in to come in and, and rule and reign in every area of our life? Yeah, that's, that's really A good. welcomed guest versus a, you know, and uninvite. Well, you're inviting them, but yeah, it's a welcome. Well, it's a stowaway, and that's kind of what we're talking about a little bit today as well. We're gonna we're gonna kind of pick, piggyback on last week, and you know, we talked about um, who's on your boat last week, and we used you know we used a couple Bible plans that we had we had uh, written, and we kind of used that premise. Uh, there's a Bible plan called Access, and there's one called Get Off My Boat. But it's really about having the. It's not only the right people or wrong people. You know, we view it sometimes as people, and a lot of times it is, you know, because people are. Obviously, you know, you know, people are typically, uh, you know, how God brings a blessing and how the enemy kind of brings in distractions. But, you know, a lot of times it's what people are connected to. Sometimes it's not a bad person. Sometimes they're great people, but sometimes it could be a bad situation or it could be the wrong situation. And so, you know, it's, it's about it's about who's on your boat. And today, you know, we're going to take that a little further into the story. And we have a um, we have a cool T-shirt that we made here sometime back called uh, tossing Jonah's. And that's the, that's the name of the show today. We talked about this a little bit in the past. It's been, it's been probably a year and a half, uh, since we, we brought it up, but I want to, want to kind of talk about tossing Jonah's and really the tossing Jonah, you know, theory is, you know, is basically looking at your, looking at your situation and saying, okay, what, what needs to go in? And it's funny because, uh, take away people for a second. And look at like when you wake up and you have that thought that first enters your mind, right? The first thought, the thought about the bill due, 
you know, the thought about, you know, um, you know, the thought about the, the, you know, the business growth, the thought about the relationship, you know, that's, that's not, uh, working out the thought about where your children are in life, you know, the thought about, um, you know, whatever it is you're going through. I mean, there's just so many things, right. And the first thought that enters your mind, it's, and it's, by the way, it's natural for that to be there. Right. I mean, you can't ignore it and, and not, nor does God expect you to ignore it, nor, you know, that just, just doesn't work. But the first thought that enters your mind, you know, is that thought going to edify the rest of your day? Is it going to place you into the into the into the mindset that, hey, God can handle this and am I going to follow the line of his word or am I going to just continue down the rabbit trail of you know, of the thought that the enemy planted there w- with regards to anxiety? I mean, the world's full of that, right? And so, you know, I just wanted to kind of touch on that for one second. And, and that's where I think tossing Jonah's come. It's like, we need, to, we need to get rid of or we need to toss those thoughts out before they take root, you know? And it's, and it's based out of the story of Jonah, where, you know, Jonah got on the boat and we always focused on the whale swallowing Jonah and Jonah's life, you know, but there's a backstory to it. And these people were just going about minding their own business. And as they were heading this direction, Jonah, somebody that wasn't supposed to be on their boat, a thought that wasn't supposed to be in their mind, right? A, a, um, you know, emotion, fear, anxiety, Mm -hmm. um, shame, your past, the way you were raised, whatever it is that's going to confine you, whatever that is, that's holding you back from walking in the fullness and the goodness of God that he has for you. What is that for you today? Is it lack? Are you missing uh, peace? You know, so it's not only about, you know, and David mentioned it, tossing Jonah's off your boat, but what are you inviting into your boat? Are yeah. you replacing it? There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about, you know, that you can empty your, your, your house, but if you don't fill it. So not only are you in a, maybe in a season where you're having to empty your boat of bad thinking or things that you've experienced, but you've got to fill it with good things. So there's no room for those stowaways to end back up in your thought process, your thinking, in your boat, in your, in your you know, day-to-day. Yeah. That doesn't mean they disappear, right? There's some things that are a process to work through, but what are you f- filling it with? Yeah, a question came in I think is really good for the show, too. It says, is it okay to question, you know, God, what is your plan for me today, or do I just go with the flow? I think it's not only okay to question it, you know, and that's a really good question because, you know, we're taught a lot, a lot of times as believers, you know, to not to not question God, to not ask why, you know, um, or, you know, you're given this impression like, hey, God's got a plan and it's not meant for us to know. And hey, just go with the flow. You know, let me just say this, you know, not only is that incorrect and that bad theology, in my opinion, and because, it, and, you know, you kind of know a lot of times, by the way, when something's bad theology, even if you've been taught it or thought it for a long time, because it just doesn't work. You know, I mean, it doesn't work to just, I mean, uh, it, it, God doesn't want us to ignore our emotions, to ignore our feelings. He doesn't want us to be governed by them. I want to say that again. He doesn't want us to ignore them or he wouldn't have put them there. Emotions are something that God placed there. He doesn't want us to ignore the thoughts. He wants us to not be governed by them. You know, how can you ever have a testimony without a test? How can you ever have that victory unless you've gone through that valley? So to answer that question, I think it's imperative that we ask why. And can I just say this and go a little further? The only question that Jesus asked on the cross was why? Let me say that again. The only question that Jesus asked, and by the way, he asked God, and it was regarding the plan for his life. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me. 
It was the only question that he asked on the cross. So, so not only are we to get up and, and to ask about it, I think that that's imperative. Think about your, you as a father or you as a mother. You know, if this relates to you at all and you have children, you know, if your kids come to you to ask a question, you know, the last thing you do is, is smack them down and say, you know, why, why would you ask me this question to better your life? I mean, you know, you, you, you appreciate that. And, it's, you know, it's a lot of times when they don't ask and they just make decisions on their own that, you know, you know, you might say, man, I wish you would have just asked me. And so, um, yeah, that's a great question. And I think that, you know, when we get up, a lot of times that's also going to help us discern the thoughts that are from the Lord and the thoughts that, you know, we need to toss out, the Jonas that we need to toss. You know, because if you think about it, one, one, of, the th- one of the reasons it's important to toss the Jonas in your life is because going back to the story, you know, if, if they, if until up until the point where they tossed him out of the boat, it was, it, it was costing them majorly. You know, the first thing they did is they, they started to try to figure out what, you know, what's going on here, right? Where's this coming from? What's going wrong in my life? And, and you know, uh, because when you have a Jonah situation in your life, whatever that is, you know, it's going to take you down the wrong path. It's going to cause things to, to, to you're going to know something's going wrong. So they begin to look around. And then when he, he looked at them, this is the crazy thing. Jonah looked at them and he said, I'm the reason. He said, throw me overboard. I'm the reason. And here's what they did. Instead of throwing him overboard at first, they, they started initially by rowing harder. So the first thing, if you're, if you're taking notes or you, you know, is when you, when you don't toss a Jonah in your day, we do not toss a Jonah in your life. We do not toss a Jonah in your relationship. We do not toss a Jonah in your finances or toss a Jonah in your business. It'll cause you to work harder. I've been there. We've been there recently even where it's hard sometimes, you know, to, to not to, to discern the difference because it'll cause you to row harder. And guess what? You go home exhausted. We've been there, haven't we? We've been there. For sure. Um, you know, I think it's also being a good steward, being a good steward with your thoughts, being a good steward with your time, being a good steward is really important. Um, you know, and are you replacing, you know, I kind of thought about a word picture of, you know, you're, you know, you're in this lack, but what are you doing? So you, you recognize that, the, that your stowaway is like, I, you know, have this lack. Okay. Then the next part. So you start tossing that thought process, like, okay, what am I going to do? But then you have to put daily practical steps to be able to, to, to overcome that, right? Mm-hmm. A budget, um, giving God what's his, you know, and, and in making wise choices, being a good steward of what you have, you know, there's been seasons in life that, um, I don't know how we made it other than the goodness and the grace of God, because, and there's been seasons where we've had an abundance, but then there was so much lack because we weren't a good steward with the things that God has given us. For instance, now I have more time. I would think without any children being at home, I feel like I should have more time, um, to do the things, you know, other things. However, I can get caught so caught up in my day to day that I'm not a good steward with my time. And so I go home mm-hmm. mentally and, and emotionally exhausted because I haven't been good steward with, with yeah. my time. Yep. Um, you know, so I, I think that that's really important is finding it. You know, you have to first, um, acknowledge or, or identify what it is that you need to change or to toss out of your life. And then you got to go, okay, what's the practical steps to be able to do that and refill that area of my life with, you know, godly character or principles or, you know, 
plan or purpose, whatever it is, it's, you know, that kind of is going to depend on what it is that you're tossing off. But, you know, I think it's also, you know, we get so focused on the things that are so temporary. And it's reminding me of the scripture in second Corinthians, you know, to not fix our eyes on the things that are seen, but to, 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 to fix our things on the things that are unseen. God's provision is there because those are the things that are eternal. Not what's don't get so caught up in what you see now. You know, my kids aren't living right or, Hey, you know, I feel like I've done a good job and I'm being bypassed in my work. Don't, don't focus on those things. You have to recognize them and and take practical steps to overcome them. But Focus on what God has said, the eternal things, because all these things are going to pass away. And I think, you know, as Christians, we're going to look back. You know, I don't think once we get to heaven, we're not going to have any, um, we're not going to remember, we're not going to think back on the bad here, right? I don't think because there's all good things in heaven. But I think if we were able to go back, we go, gosh, I sure did waste a lot of time on things that really didn't matter. Yeah, Ab- absolutely. And <clears throat> a lot of times, too, you know, the stowaways, show up in storms. You know, if you notice here, Jonah, you know, he showed up in a storm. So, you know, it's not uncommon for the stowaway, you know, to, to they're there. You know, it's like it's a stowaway is, um, you know, they snuck on the ship at harbor. You know what I mean? The, the stowaway, Jonah got on the ship when everything was calm. He got on the ship, you know, when everything was, you know, uh, okay. And, 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 and he, he snuck on the ship or he, or he didn't have access Per se, the very definition of a stowaway is someone that you know kind of latches on, right? Someone that that sneaks in, that doesn't have the uh, permission per se to be there. But then we begin to learn how to live with the stowaway. So you know, uh, when we make the decision to get rid of stowaways, you know, or toss the Jonas, it can make you know our many aspects of our life easier. For you know, for some, it may cause whatever storm you know that's over your head and over your heart to cease. You know, as as a storm ceased for the crew you know, that Jonah was on. And for others, it may slow down the winds, you know, in your life. And, and you may still feel as, as if things are not going okay, but you got to know that God's got it. The same Jesus that follows you and I through the clear weather and the good times will follow you and I through the stormy weather and the rough times. And he's Jesus, right? No matter what, in any situation, throughout your trials, throughout any tribulation. And so you can't be fearful of upcoming storms or the changing of the winds because he's with you. And, and that's the difference, you know, when we talked about the two storms, the tale of two storms, you know, we talked about Jesus in the boat last week with the disciples and they were in a storm and he was sleeping, everything worked out okay. And he, cause he was the passenger on board. There's a difference in a passenger and a stowaway. You know, there's a difference in uh, cargo and a stowaway. You know, the cargo that you need for your day is that word, right? Is, is a podcast, you know, is is, you know, that, that scripture of the day, is that Bible plan, is that time alone with God in prayer. Those are the cargo that you need to, to store alongside, to carry in your backpack of the day so that you can pull them out as you need them. The stowaway is the one that kind of blends in a lot of times and, and presents himself in the storm when the winds begin to blow. And that's where you begin to see it. And so we have to toss the Jonas. The second thing, though, Diana, they did. So number one, they rode hard. It wore them out. It exhausted them. And if you feel tired in the season, I want to challenge you. Don't always look at it as a person. Please don't go to your husband or your wife and be like, hey, you know what? You're a stowaway. You know, and, and get out. Don't do that. Don't do <laughs> you know, that. Get out. Walk the plank. All right. That's not, that's not what this is about. It's, it's more often than not, it's not a person, right? It's, it's, a, it's many of the things that, that don't belong in the boat or ship of life. Um, but it not only, so if you feel exhausted, I challenge you to analyze and see if there are any stowaways. But the second thing it did, 
is it caused them to to lose their stuff. They started throwing their stuff overboard. So instead of tossing Jonah, they started throwing their stuff overboard to try to lighten the load. So it'll cost you your stuff. It'll cost you your peace. We talked about fruits of the Spirit. What is your stuff? Your stuff's not just your money. It costs them their stuff, but it'll cost you your peace. It'll cost you your joy. You know, it'll cost you, right, the, 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 you know, the, the relationship maybe. It'll cost you something. It always costs you more, you know, than you want to pay, right? It's true. Um, I kind of thought about losing your stuff. Like you just let it, you just work so hard, you just lose your stuff. Meaning you just have that breakdown moment. Mm, that's good. And um, I've had so it's not only just tossing it, but sometimes we just lose it. And um, but I think it's, it comes back to um, persevering. You know that's really a, an important thing, especially when you're going, is that you have to persevere. And, you know, it's not always easy. Also fueling yourself properly. You know, if you're exhausted in the natural, you know, sometimes it's not because you're not getting enough rest. It's that you're not feeding your body the proper nutrition that it's needing. Maybe you're lacking certain things. So I think if you're finding this season that you're you're tired or that you're rowing hard or that you just don't really, um, you know, you're, you're, you're just weary, Maybe it's one of those things, what are you feeding yourself? Are you, you know, if you're in need of peace, are you, are you, um, you know, feeding, and, and scripture is good, right? No matter what, no matter what the scripture is, but are you feeding yourself the right scripture that is actually going to encourage you and fill that area of your life? Um, if, you know, you're in, and I don't think you can leave any part of the word of God out, but, you know, meditating on his word day and night on what it is that you're needing to, you grab a hold of it. Sometimes if we're being honest, we have to, to keep going over that word because it's, it's this head knowledge, right? We keep saying, and he is, but it's not until it goes from this head part to it pierces our heart that we begin to see, you know, the, the fruit of it, you know, and, and there was a season, you know, that David was raised in a Christian home. I wasn't. And so a lot of times, especially in my beginning walk with the Lord, it was like, okay, well, you pray about that. I believed God would do it, but I was kind of like, you know, you pray about that and let me know how it turns out. And, and eventually there was a season where it was just me and God and, and God connected me with, uh, uh, a man, a woman of God that really did speak life to me and made me recognize or help me recognize that I had access to God without anybody else. And so maybe you're in a season that, you know, you're waiting for that, you know, that pastor to say that word that you need. Maybe it's just, you need to get in the word for yourself and you need to grab a hold of it for yourself and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you through the scriptures and, and re- reveal to you, um, you know, that rhema word for you in this season to kind of get you through so you're not just working hard and accomplishing nothing. And um, it was a really enlightening to me when the Lord, you know, really did use those people to really show because I felt less than. And sometimes we let our circumstances or maybe what we've experienced or our past failures feel us less than. Um, and not able to um, grab a hold of all the all the things God has for us. I'm going to declare to someone today that you are not your past, but God has set you free from that, and that you have the ability that every promise in the Word of God is um, available to you. Mm. Every promise. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. And you know, you know the story. The good news is you haven't come too far. You know, we always focused on Jonah and, you know, the story where God was trying to get his attention, get him to go to Nineveh to preach and, you know, even use a, a great fish to get his attention. And But, you know, uh, again, looking at the, the men, the women, the people that whose boat he was on, you know, you haven't come too far. You haven't, 
giving away too much of your stuff. You know, if you if you have a lack of peace in your life and you have a you know a lot going on and you're in the middle of a storm and you you go, you know what? There's I I see it. You know what? I think there's some stowaways and you know I don't really know how to to get out of this situation. I don't know how to toss this Jonah per se. You know, I don't know how to get rid of these thoughts. I don't know how to change the narrative of my life. It's been so long that I've listened to the voice of the lies of the enemy. David is like, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just caught in this and it doesn't seem like I can, you know, there's a way out. And here's the beautiful thing about it. You know, the, here, the beautiful thing about it, that's where the grace of God comes in because you get to a place where you can't do it on your own. He can. And and when you've tied that, and I was thinking of something, you know, I've used this analogy or this thought before, because it's frustrating for all of us. If you've ever gotten a chain, a gold chain, a little skinny one or whatever, you know, were you ever gotten into a knot? I remember my kids and it happened a lot with them where they would knot up like just, just their little necklaces or bracelet or whatever, my girls, and you have, they bring it to you and daddy, you know, can you get this out? And you have to sit there and get this little knot out. And you're just like, you know, you're sitting there, you know, kind of rolling it and balling it, trying to get the knot of this this out. And it's sometimes the the harder you try, the tighter the knot gets. You know, the more the more you jack it up. And can I just say this? Bring it to your daddy. You know, yeah. bring it bring it to your daddy. And that's the thing. If you've come to the place where you go, I can't even feasibly toss the Jonas. Like the Jonas have taken over the boat, right? And I can't feasibly toss them. I've got good news for you. You can take it to your father. And that's where he can work it out when when it gets to the place where you can't handle it. And, and he's just said, hey, give it to me. And that's what he wants to do this morning. He wants us to do that. And then, you know what? Listen, there's there's a price to pay for things that we do. If we've, you know, if we've made a bad investment or if we've done this, I mean, there's, it, it'll cost you something, right? But here's the thing. He loves you and he'll bring you out and he'll work it all for your good. That's what he does. That's, that's, that's the promise. He's a good God, right? And uh, so I want to encourage us to, to toss those Jonas today. And you know what? We can we can do that collectively, right? We can just do like a heave ho, right? What that is that a boat term? You know, heave ho, <laughs> right? Make them walk the plank, you know, and uh, and toss them off your boat today. Amen. What do you think? That's good. I think uh, all of us can can find things like that that we need to shovel off and um, and make room. So it's not just about tossing the Jonas out, but it's about making room mm. for the Holy Spirit to come in and fill those areas. And I think that's really important. It's not enough to just toss the Jonas and just toss the bad thinking. You've got to fill it and you got to replace that space with with God and the Holy Spirit and his word. Amen. You toss the Jonas, you make, you toss Jonah out of Jesus's room, right? You make room, you evict Jonah so Jesus has a place to lay his head in your life. Hey, um, after wrapping this up, I want to say that if it's your first time watching or listening, we live stream our episodes on the Game Changer app every Tuesday morning at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. And we upload it to YouTube, Apple, and Spotify every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Also, if this was helpful to you, we'd appreciate if you would rate and review the podcast wherever you consume it. It'll help us give more exposure. And we see you all over the place on social media. So please make sure you tag us on your post. If you want to get more connected to us, download our Game Changer app. We have tons of content, including devotionals, leadership lessons, interviews, and a lot more to help you grow in your relationship with God. So once again, a big thank you for being part of our community. We'll see you next time on the Game Changer podcast. Thank you.